Welcome back to Trip Talk Tech. We have another super dope show for y'all today. We got it lined up. We're going to be talking technology. We're going to be talking coaching at the Division One level. We're also going to be talking sports parents and the psychology of it all with our honored guest, my guy. Please help me welcome to this show, ACU men's head basketball coach, Brett Tanner, man. Welcome to the show. I appreciate it, man. Glad to be a part of it. Hey, hey, coach, you know, here at Trip Talk Tech, we just love to show love to the people that are either just game changers or disruptors in what they do. And I think for me personally, I have to say you are a game changer, number one, and I'll say life changer. And life changer from this, the fact I personally had my son in your custody for four years. Um, and I think during that time, you kept it the same. It was always Coach Tanner. You always uh, show love, I mean, selflessly showing love um, to all the kids, not just mine. And uh, for that, obviously, we salute you. But also, I think game changer when I think of you as well, um, that 19, that, uh, well, not 19, that 2015-ish class, you know, I think you were a big catalyst behind that class, especially with Jay Frank. And I know, um, and again, not saying it's all about one person, but. I know they were the core pieces being here and being laid, and you laid a big foundation for that. And, and I saw that, and it's, it's just for me, it's only right that you're in this position as head coach. And again, as a parent, I salute you. I'm sure this ACU community salutes you. So just thank what you do, Coach. Well, I appreciate that, man. And like you said, obviously there's a lot of people that surround, you know, that surround us, that help us out. Mm -hmm. um, we had, we've had an unbelievable staff um, since I've been here. We've had un unbelievable kids. We talked about, you know, Isaiah and, and a bunch of those other guys. That class was really important, um, but there was a lot of people that came before them that kind of helped lead them, you know, when they were just babies early. Um, and that, you know, sometimes that gets lost in the shuffle, man. There was a lot of people that came before that, that went through the hard times, man, uh, so we could enjoy these times. And so we're grateful for all of them. Man, I'm sure the community loves you for it. And again, like I said, Coach, this, this topic for me uh, today is, is, is just a personal one because Again, I lived it, and um, I know it's a lot of persons, parents out there that can relate to this story that, you know, your, your child playing sports, number one, I, I mean, that's all of us, but uh, I think sometimes we get those children that have those aspirations of going to that next level, and I just want to get to the, kind of from a head coaching standpoint, what that really takes, and um, I guess some of the misconceptions, too, you know, because we think, hey, our kids are obviously the greatest thing since sliced mm -hmm. bread, and then we put them in front of somebody, and they don't evaluate it exactly like that. So just really want to help parents with that kind of reality check, and also the student-athletes, because sometimes that student-athlete doesn't necessarily have that reality picture in place. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I, I definitely think you can help us out there today. Yeah. I appreciate your time. As always, Coach, I know you're busy. I, I hear the phone just <laughs> going and going and going, but you're sitting down. So, again, um, I just thank you because I think this will help make, number one, the experience for the kid a lot better. Um, mm -hmm. Hopefully that just loves the sport and loves to play sports. And then hopefully for the parents, too, because having a second child, you know, I, like I was telling you before the interview, it was like, you know, all right, something with Isaiah. It worked, I guess, but I, it was some emotional fallout from that. And mm -hmm. I, I really want to kind of, hey, the second time around, see if it's, we can find some better balance in there with the kids. And again, I know you got some kids playing sports, so we'll, we'll have fun talking about this. Yeah, topic all absolutely. Around. So first season as ACU head men's basketball coach, it's done. It's in the books. You went 25-11, had a great season, semifinals of the CBI. So 
Uh, not like you missed really a beat this year. You got a lot going on. You got the rebuilds. You got the, the Moody Coliseum getting done. You, 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 again, you're the new coach. You're trying to figure this system out. You're trying to figure things out. From a mental health perspective, how do you deal with all of these balls in there? Uh, you got to surround yourself with really good people. You know, um, I, I think nobody can do this on their own. You know, um, you know, personally, obviously, I lean on my faith a lot. I, I think that's really helped me. Is, is I've been pretty open with my players about some things that I went through, um, you know, anxiety-wise and, and mental health-wise. Um, you know, during all, all when I'm not a, very, a person that sits still very well. Okay. So, you know, during the shutdown, I struggled with some of that stuff. And um, so I've tried to use that to, you know, I leaned on my faith quite a bit during that time. And I've, I've talked to the guys about that and try to be open. You know, there's no need, I think, hiding from that does no good, you know. And so, um, you know, surround, you know, telling my story to, to people and then allowing, you know, those, those people to help me through all this. I've got to have good people that I can delegate things to. Um, you know, I was joking the other day, you know, as soon as you move over six feet into the head coaching chair, like half your brain shuts off. Um, <laughs> everything that I had all the answers to, now all of a sudden I have zero answers for it. So uh, I've got to surround myself with people that, uh, that can help with all of that, um, you know, with the Moody Project and with, you know, trying to build a team and, um, and trying to change the perspective of being the assistant coach to the head coach. Um, you know, I think I was, that was my biggest concern was, um, can I still be the guy that, you know, can put my arm around these guys and talk to them, or are they going to see me differently, you know, because I'm now coach. ultimately, you know, the head coach. And um, I think I had, a, I was really fortunate to have the players that I had in my first year that really helped me kind of grow through that and find that, that even ground. Now, is, that's an interesting uh, thing you brought up. Is that a difference, you know, coming from being Coach Tanner to, you know, assistant coach that maybe, you know, head coach would give me a problem, I could confide in you. Mm -hmm. Is that role still the same, or is it really a, a thing where the, the student or the student athlete is like, I can't go across that line? It's a little different, um, and because you know you build this trust with these guys, and, and and we talk a lot about we're intentional about building relationships, and so we do that. And and a head coach's relationship is different than an assistant, and even there was assistants that had different relationships with guys than I did. Um, but there's things those guys would tell me mm -hmm. and confide in me that as a head coach, I didn't. I, Sometimes I don't want them to, to, to tell me that. And so finding that balance was kind of hard early. Um, but that's where having really good people around you. And then, you know, to kind of head some of that off, like maybe let's, let's keep that one from coach, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, uh, but, yeah, you can bring that one to him, you know. Um, but also I think the maturity, um, you know, having, having those, um, those super seniors, you know, um, their maturity and, and helping um, try to build that, you know, that, that confidence was, was helpful. Coach, uh, switch it up a little bit. Um, I was reading, you, you, you mentioned one thing. You said that you guys help each other out. You kind of, you, 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 you're being a little vulnerable and you're letting them know, hey, I struggle with this. So you guys help each other out. And I was reading, studies show that students and athletes probably, you know, won't go and ask for that kind of help, like mental health, if they're, they're kind of struggling with that because of the stigmas behind that. And um, I, I want to ask you, you know, how do you see the culture here at, at, at ACU? Do you think, uh, from just even your player standpoint, and again, this is not to judge the program or anything, but do you feel that they, you know, may, the culture here is to say something, or do you think maybe there's some room for improvement? Uh, I think there's always room for improvement. Okay. I, I do think that it has grown, though, um, from when I first got here to now, uh, I have seen a change, you mm -hmm. know. 
um, and in the players especially. And I, I don't know, I couldn't pinpoint maybe something that we've done or that ACU's done to, mm -hmm. to make it better. Uh, but I have seen that the players are more willing, you know, to, to open up and talk about it. Okay. Um, and I know we've, in, in our team retreat early in the year, um, this past year for the first time, we had a couple players mention mental health. Good. Um, you always talk about commitments and, and sacrifices and things we're gonna do for the season. And, and a, lot, a couple of the commitments, more than one, mm -hmm. was to work on their mental health. Wow. And, uh, and that, that was what sparked me, I guess, when I, at the moment, I, when I heard that, I felt like, okay, I, I'm gonna tell these guys about my story and gotcha. my, where I've been. Mm -hmm. um, and because I had somebody help me, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and I was, I grew up in a, in a, in a family that it wasn't, you know, not, I love my family, but you know, it was a military family and this is how you are and this, and um, so I, I didn't feel vulnerable enough really to talk. And mm -hmm. when I finally did talk to somebody, um, it helped. And, and so yeah. I felt like I needed to, to make them feel more comfortable. Um, and we talked about it throughout the year. Mm -hmm. I do think that I'm a little disappointed in myself. I think I could have done more, mm -hmm. you know, during the course of the season. Okay. Um, I think we we're great before the season. I think we're doing great now after the season. I think during the season, I let myself get caught up. And so, uh, but I, I think that it's, I think here the players can feel comfortable. Student Good. athlete can feel comfortable, at least in our program, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. to, to speak up. And, um, and we're actually hiring a new position on our staff. Okay. Um, and that's going to be the wellness piece oh, is man. a part of that. That is cool. Um, so I'm excited about it to see what that looks like. Look at Coach T making changes. See, game changer, game changer. I'm sure you get it all the time, Coach T. Great. And I get it a lot. People will be talking to me because I had a son that played Division One, but yourself, you coach Division One. Hey, is my kid a Division One player? Right. I know that 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 can mean so many different things, but just in its essence. What are some of those characteristics of a Division One player? Well, we're all different, right? Uh, mm -hmm. You could ask one coach something now, and, and he'll give you a different <laughs> answer than the other coach later. True. But to me, to, <clears throat> to me, toughness is a talent, you know. And uh, I think that the difference between Division One—I was a Division Two player, right? And okay. that was a okay. that was a physical talent issue. That yeah, Division yeah, Two yeah, was yeah, my yeah. level. But um, but toughness is a talent, and I think the biggest thing is at this level, Division One, um, is you have to find out is is a kid tough enough mentally, mm -hmm. physically, to go through the grind of a Division I uh, program. You know, the, Division I is the only program, or is the only level uh, that competes all year round in terms of summer practice. I mean, you're working out in the summer mm -hmm. and there's no game in sight. You know, it, it's not just an individual workout, it's a practice with a coaching staff and, you mm -hmm. know, and you're competing with your teammates and uh, it goes all year round. Um, and it's also um, the only sport where you can become ineligible halfway through the middle of the season. Every other sport is semester oriented. So um, toughness, mental and physical, is mm -hmm. the number one thing that I look for. Got you. And, and talking about toughness, um, I know you get this as well. Guys you're recruiting, you, you're looking physical, mental, all of that toughness, they're winners. So probably where they come from, they're the best. They're the cream of the crops. But when they get here, they hit a wall, right? Mm -hmm. they, they see this regimen, they don't necessarily fit into the mode that they see for themselves. And I know that causes some mental strife. Mm -hmm. How do you deal with those kids to either A, hold on to them? Because again, I'm sure you recruited, so you see something long-term for them that they might not see in year one. Um, how, do you, how do you help them get over that hump, if anything? Well, whether it's right, wrong, or not, I, I think the, the biggest mistake I think recruiters make is they, they don't want to turn anybody off, right? And mm -hmm. so they just say everything that you want to hear. Um, 
I do my best to not do that and try Good. to be honest. And, and we've lost some recruits because of that. Um, I'm not going to sit here and tell somebody, hey, I think you can score this many points and grab this many rebounds. Because time will tell. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. biggest thing we tell them is that it's going to be a roller coaster, man. And, and you're going to have to fight through it, but we see something in you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and if, if, if somebody will be able to come and, and join up knowing all that, um, they're going to forget it that you said it. But, <laughs> right. but, um, but you can always go back on that. You know, uh, you know our freshman this year, um, I told him during the recruiting process, man, it's a roller coaster ride. You're a high level kid. You know, you're used to playing. It's going to be rough. You know, mm-hmm. um, there's going to be highs and there's going to be lows. And I was able to use that all year. You know, when he did something really well, I was like, don't forget, man, it, you're, there's, there's going to be a drop. You <laughs> yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. And when he was at the bottom, we were able to say, listen, man, it's OK. It comes it's back. a roller coaster ride. Uh, but that's the hardest thing for them to to really grasp onto, man. But mm-hmm. just being honest up front, I think, helps the whole process. And then during the course of it, you know, you need to be able to recognize um, when guys are struggling a little bit mm-hmm. um, and not be afraid to go have that real conversation with them. You know, we tell them to not be afraid to come talk to us. We can't be afraid to go talk to them gotcha. outside of the lines, you know, and, and really get to the bottom of it. You, you said one thing in recruiting, you're honest. And that's a tactic. And, and again, no, no shade to any coaches out there, but that's a tactic that maybe all recruiters don't employ. For that student athlete that is are listening to all of these coaches, because you, you do hear a lot of stories from these coaches, uh, when choosing a school, how would you recommend them going about it? And, and what I mean by that is, I, I know with my son, it was love who loves you. Mm-hmm. You know, not necessarily that name on that school that may have an opportunity for you. How, how would you kind of recommend a student athlete to navigate that? Well, number one, I would tell the student athlete or the parents, do as much research as you can. You know, you're never going to get it all, but do as much as you can. Don't, mm-hmm. get, um, don't get enamored by the name on the chest, right? <laughs> yes, um, yes, yes. Which we've all been guilty of that. Yes, um, definitely. But don't pay attention to what that school or that program is truly about. You know, mm-hmm. who are you going to be interacting with on a daily basis, mm-hmm. you know? Um, not don't just listen to the recruiter telling you what it's going to be. Do your own research. You got um, it. And and we're big on telling people to call parents. Um, hmm. You know, we didn't do that before. That's something we've kind of employed recently. Mm-hmm. But um, I want if you want to talk to a former player's parent, talk to them. Yeah. Um, and without me around. Transparency. You know? um, and we let you know we let our guys. Um, the first thing we do now, we did not do this when I, we were recruiting Isaiah, um, but. The first thing that we do now when they get on campus for a visit is they meet with four or five of our players wow. without the coaching staff there. Um, because, and you could say we could, we could kind of prep our guys and everything, but they're going to be honest if we're not in the room. Yeah. And those kids are going to ask questions that they're not prepared for. And I think right off the bat from the very start of the visit, now there's a, a maybe a sense of trust or, yeah. or some honesty there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's also good for us because we can figure out, our guys can tell us, hey, I don't know if this kid's a good fit or not. Gotcha, know? gotcha, that's pretty ingenious. Let's talk technology a little bit with the recruiting and, and, and your scouting. You know, you mentioned the head coach life after pandemic. I'm sure it got a little harder. Um, you know, gyms probably not allowing people in. You got COVID protocols all over the world. Is it any technology or anything that has made recruiting a little, not easier for you, but I will say that has closed the gap with the yeah. bigger schools with bigger budgets, you know? yeah. The, I think the, the obvious one is Zoom, right? Uh-huh. I, I mean, yeah. um, we got a Zoom call next week with a recruit. I mean, even though we, don't, we can go see him in person, but now it allows you to kind of get ahead of that um, and, and get, you know, so I can still, I can do more with my team and I can essentially still do a home visit with a kid, 
without being in their home, you know, that's true. where we never, and, and some other people were doing stuff like that before we never were. Uh -huh. um, and so that's the big one. I think that's helped everybody. Okay. Um, it's allowed us to have more contact face to face uh, contact and show videos and show, you know, different things of the campus. I mean, we can do a campus tour oh, through Zoom, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, last year, literally I walked around campus, you know, on a Zoom call cool. and um, it was, that's new. And for me, um, I was forced to kind of figure out technology. I think there's a lot of things that were in place mm -hmm. and guys like me just kind of refused to use, you know, um, you, you go back to right. the way of doing and, things. Uh, <laughs> and that it, it's forced me to kind of take that step and, and just like, like, you know, different things uh, of watching video on kids and, mm -hmm. and maybe some things we wouldn't pay for some services we wouldn't do. Um, now I realize the value of them and now we do take them and, um, and I think we've become better because of it, you know. What services, if, if you don't mind talking? You know, is things, it just scouting services? Yeah, scouting like services, things like that, that, that include video and, and different, you know, some of the companies that, um, that have been, you know, the high majors and the power fives use that stuff all the time. Mm -hmm. We have to be careful where we spend our dollars. Gotcha, um, gotcha, gotcha. We had no choice during, during the pandemic. Wow, wow, they all kind of pulled everything together. Mm -hmm. All right, let's switch it up a little bit. I know you have kids, I talked to you, you said they do play sports, I see some of your pitches posted. You know, like you said, the relationship with your players, right? It's kind of tough to talk directly to the head coach about things in this sport. How does your kids feel when, you know, dad's at the game, especially if they play basketball, you know? Mm -hmm. Is that one of those things, this is just my relaxed time? Or again, are you, do your kids even have aspirations of going to the next level? Yeah, you know, I wanted it to be kind of my relaxed time. Um, mm -hmm. I, I never put any pressure. I try not to uh, put any pressure on my kids to play basketball, but they naturally were around it and mm -hmm. uh, and love to play it, both of them. Mm -hmm. My oldest son is now in college um, huh? and is, is going to be walking on here. Okay. Um, oh, okay. And so that's going to be a different dynamic. We'll, we'll see how that <laughs> works. But uh, my younger one's a junior in high school. and But I do think I do feel like when I was there, because the one regret I had was, was because of my job, um, sometimes I felt like I almost had better relationships with my players than my own kids. And, I, and I didn't get to go see them play. I was at my own practice or my own game instead of theirs more often than not. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I always felt a little guilty for that. And so I think when I did show up, there was a little undue pressure, you know, um, that, I, that was, wasn't intentional, but they felt it and I could notice it. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I tried my best to not do that. And uh, even to the point where this last year, I started um, watching from outside uh, the gym. And I could just watch the doors because I was afraid if they saw me See. come in um, that he would get, you know, nervous. Mm -hmm. And I did, I do, I do feel he played better because he always was playing better when I wasn't there. And so we kind of tested that theory out. I think it's <laughs> right, but um, and I, I hate that, you know, that that, yeah. that pressure is there. Um, and but I am excited that that I get to, you know, coach one of my sons at least um, right now as, as a walk-on here at That's pretty ACU. cool. I didn't, I didn't get to coach little league and, and all that stuff, wow. and where a lot of my friends did. And um, so selfishly, I'm kind of. It's a little different. There's a yeah, little pressure yeah. on this one, but I'm excited to give it a shot. No, nah, that's cool. Uh, and you mentioned, uh, and I had this down, being a head coach, right? I know it requires you not to be home a lot. You're traveling. You, and like you said, Division One, you're traveling pretty much or you're doing something all year long. You know, you're making sacrifices. And like you said, that just dealing with that trying to like you said you're feeling a little guilty like i'm not home but i'm, I'm i might have more of, uh, probably one-on-one -on -one time with another kid than my own again how do you can you share with us how you deal with that balance or um it, I, I struggled with that i wish i had the answer for that you know yeah, gotcha. i uh, 
I did start talking to other people that I felt like did have that balance and like, how do you do this? Because, you know, I'm watching friends of mine that are, they're, you know, doing well and I'm like, they don't do that or they, 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 you know, they didn't have their, they were from a split family and, um, and I didn't want that, you know, I wanted mm -hmm. to be uh, present if I could. And uh, the best thing for me that ever happened was I connected with Joe Goldie, you know, yeah. um, cool. because the biggest thing that he would tell me is he would come in and tell me, go home, you know, um, or, you know, I would say, hey, I'm going to Dallas or I'm doing this or I'm doing that. And he said, you don't need to this weekend. You know, mm -hmm. your son's got a game or and, and that's where a lot of people don't see that dynamic of, of mine and his relationship. But that was a big reason why I came here mm -hmm. um, in the first place was I, I could feel myself. I had to make a change personally um, in order for my family to stay strong and for me to continue to do what yes, I love do. to do. And uh, so I knew I had to come work for somebody like Joe. And I was thankful that that I did. That's cool, man. Now, if we think about it, when this is all said and done, you're from Kansas, you've been doing this for a while, like you said, basketball is your passion. What do you want to leave with this game? You know, that's a good question, man. I mean, I, I think uh, for me that, that, you can, that you can do it right, you know, that you can have real relationships with kids mm -hmm. uh, and still be successful. You know, you can, you can yell and cuss and spit at a kid and you can still, he can still come into your office and tell you about his, the problems he's having back at home. Mm -hmm. and I think there's a lot of people that think that you can't do one with the other. And I hope that I'm somebody that, that can show that you can, you can do that. You can have real relationships mm -hmm. um, and coach really hard um, and that you can recruit good kids. You don't need 6'11", can jump out of the gym. You can have you know 6'1", 5'10", guys that play hard, fly all over the place and beat those other people um, that, you know, toughness is a talent, you know. It is. Um, and so those, you know, that's kind of my hope anyway as a coach. Toughness is a talent. We're going we gonna to definitely use that one for your moniker. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, if I look back at your career, you played some ball in college. You coached, obviously, head coach now. So, and you said this, you actually said it was your passion, basketball. How do you feel basketball has tied in your overall life purpose and it's everything I mean I, I get to I get to be a counselor I get to be you know I get to to dive in mm -hmm. um, and I wouldn't have told you this I don't think you know 20 years ago when I started this but mm -hmm. you know God works in, in crazy ways man yes. and he's just kind of led me to really care about the relationships that I've built mm -hmm. um, and I love absolutely love basketball um yeah. i would i would do it for free you know people say that all the time i really would i did for a while so, uh, <laughs> correction i've, I've done it. that yeah, right i've proven it and so uh but but the fact that i get to build real relationships with these guys um that i care i've done this long enough now that um you know I, guys have kids of their own you know yeah, yeah, yeah. um they have they have uh, <laughs> yeah, one of them is yeah they have you know and and as they get 10 years away 15 years away and the and them reaching out to me and and talking about the impact that I had. Mm -hmm. um, it goes back to doing it right, that maybe I wasn't the most popular person in their life when they were with me. Mm -hmm. um, but now that they're removed from it all, they're thankful. Um, you know, that, that's where it's, it's impacted me and helped me um, and, and kind of started to drive me in a, maybe a different direction with the game than just trying to win, games. win basketball games, yeah. Yeah, you. two more questions and we're gonna let you go, coach. What's up next for the Wildcats? I, I, I see Moody is coming along, looking very, very, very good. You're winning, so I, I'm guessing you're going to build off of that. What's next? 
Uh, we got to keep winning. <laughs> uh, you know, people forget really quick, man. If, if, if yeah, you, they if you do. don't win, they'll forget about what we've been doing. But um, I'm excited about the, the facility. It's going to be awesome. Um, mm-hmm. And this, I tell people all the time, this is the house that the players built. And yeah. and we don't just talk about you know Reggie and Corian and Makai and the guys that are graduating now. It's it's Isaiah Tripp. It's Parker Wentz. It's Riley Payne. It's it's uh, you know all these people that came before when we didn't have. Um, you know, when we didn't have the postseason play, and, we didn't yeah. have people coming to the games and they built this. And so that facility is going to be one of the best facilities in college basketball, wow. mid-major basketball. Um, and so we're excited about that. I think that as we've made a move to the WAC, yeah, um, definitely we, we are trying to get, you know, a little bit bigger, faster, stronger. But, um, you know, I really believe we can keep doing what we're doing and win. I think we proved that this year. Yes. Um, I think nobody expected us to do what we did this year. Not six in um, the WAC. Not, not, yeah. yeah. And, and I think. I think just getting to that championship game and then going and proving that we, we were good enough in the CBI and, and, and winning 25 games um, was, was really important Definitely. to the direction of this program. Um, and so we're just going to keep trying to get better. I mean, I've told people this, my, my vision, you never know where God's going to take you. True. Um, I've always been a person where my feet are where they're at, um, and that's where I'm going to work, and that's what I'm going to do. And I can see myself here for the, for the long term, and, but, but in the long term, we look back at this you know, 10, 15 years from now, and we're one of the best college programs in the country, not just one of the best mid-major programs in the country. There and, you go. Um, and that's kind of where I see us trying to head, man. I mean, if you're not going to shoot big, don't hey, shoot. You don't know? shoot. Hey, if it, if it ain't out there, it's not. It's too right. close, right? That's what's up. Last question, Coach. Favorite pair of tennis shoes of all time? We ask all our guests. Yeah, man. I, I think uh, I got a pair of retro uh, Jays, man. Um, Jordan ones, man. Oh, that. Uh, Oh you're never gonna see me. You're never gonna see them on my feet. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. They exclusive uh, like that. Yeah, huh? man. But uh, you know, those were a gift, of, and uh, that might be the best gift I've ever received, man. Um, I'm a I'm a sneaky sneakerhead. Okay. Oh, sneaky um, sneakerhead. That's and, a good one. <laughs> uh, I I try not to let people know what I do with shoes. I have a, my wife knows. I'm, I got more shoes than she does. Right. Um, but I I try to change it up and not wear the same pair of shoes often. Um, but yeah, I, I love I love like it's like. Christmas, man, if a, if a box shows up at the door uh, or if I have a weekend where I can actually go into a store and, and smell them. <laughs> hey, look, see. Retro I, ones, man. Hey, yeah. look, we, we got a lot of sneaker companies watching, so y'all heard. Y'all yeah. better send, send Coach that package. He, he's no waiting. I got a purple pair, man. They're hard to find. Uh, You're going to have to take a picture for me so we can put I'll it on the, on the video yeah. and we'll put it next to you. But, Coach, I want to thank you, man. Congratulations. Really, um, I wanted this time just to talk to you face-to-face anyway, um, even if we didn't do the interview. Just thank you, man, and just thank you for what you've done, really. Um, and I think, you know, like you said, Isaiah's one of those players, right? He's yeah. one of those players that probably in it didn't really get exactly the impact, but removed from it, we talk Coach T in these, these lessons all the time. So, again, from the bottom of my heart, thank you, man, and just appreciate, appreciate all you do. No, thank you, man. Thank you.